Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back uh, right here in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, We're uh, reaching a lot of people all over the country, actually, and even the world. Um, We're on streaming on video uh we've got podcasts i mean there's a million ways you can listen to what we have to say and uh, i think uh i i don't want to say how important the show is because that'd be bragging but i think it's uh it's probably more important than it's ever been uh you can use your own judgment as to how important it was before but here we are here we are in unprecedented, unprecedented time in our history. Literally, that's not an exaggeration. Uh, combination of events that uh, I've been around a long time, and I haven't seen anything uh, this intense as, a, as it affected business, especially the automobile business. So if you're in the market for an automobile today, you really got a challenge, especially if you're from uh, South Florida or Southwest Florida. Uh, with the hurricane issue, the flooding, uh, we've got the COVID, we've got the economic crisis, the supply chain crisis, the war in Ukraine. I mean, it is really crazy. I hate to turn the television on sometimes and listen to the news because it seems like there's always something new that's affecting us. Uh, we're uh, heading, some people say we are in a recession, some people say we're heading toward a recession, and uh, here we are. Um, car dealers and manufacturers, you think, you know, if you just get clients at the headlines, you say, oh, that's too bad. They don't have enough cars to sell. Or, well, that's too bad. The manufacturers uh, aren't able to build a lot of cars because they don't have the microchips. Well, the fact of the matter is the auto retail industry and the auto wholesale industry in general is doing extremely well. I'm an automobile dealer. I mean, if you're new to the show, uh, you might not know this. We're a consumer advocacy show, but I'm also a car dealer, and I have a car dealership in North Palm Beach, Florida. I've been a car dealer since 1968. So I have the inside and outside. I can look outside as a consumer, and I've been doing that for about 20 years. Uh, But before that, uh, you know, I was selling cars. I was wheeling and dealing, and uh, I, uh, I wrote a book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, because... Um, I did business the way I'm condemning today. You go back 30 years, 40 years, I just, uh, I was like all the other car dealers. And uh, fool them, trick them, advertise, get them in the door, bait and switch. Uh, This is the way it is done today. This is the way it's done today. And it's even easier because of the supply and demand situation. Now, you add the flood in South Florida, I say the hurricane, um, for those of you who are not in hurricane-affected areas, it's not the wind. You think of hurricanes as being a, 
a lot of wind. Well, they are, but they're also a lot of water, especially if you're in South Florida and the ocean is involved. Now you've got salt water. So we have thousands and thousands of flood cars that were totaled by the insurance companies, most of them, and uh, they're going back on the market. And there's a whole industry out there that reprocesses cars that should be totaled, and they're selling them. So these are all the these are all the things the minefield I refer to it on the show is. These are all the things that we have to fight and be uh, and be on guard with. Uh, this show relies on you, and uh, we talk before the show. We sit around the studio and talk. Uh, Nancy and I, when we drive in to work, uh, work uh, when we drive into the this is it's our work. We love it. But it's still work, and uh, two hours. It's, I feel tired after this show. Two hours. Uh, if you're uh, just tuning in, we're on from eight to ten Eastern Standard Time, and uh, I do a, a lot of yakking, and and we all do. And it's have you ever tried to sit in a small room for two hours and just keep on answering questions? It's like being interrogated by the police. I think sometimes, but. Your, your questions, we don't look at you that way. <laughs> we, we, we love you. We want you to call the show because without calls, uh, we're just wasting everybody's time. We'll talk about what we want to talk about. It's usually not what you want to talk about, at least not as often as if you ask the questions. And the call number is 877-960-9960. Again, the call number is 877 877- 960-9960. You might want to write that number down if you can, if you're not driving, and because uh, you'll think of something uh, if you haven't already thought of something, a reason to call. And uh, we prioritize the phone call because there are a lot of other ways, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, that you can reach the show. But the phone line is kind of cool because we hear you. We hear your, your voice. We, we hear your emotion. You know, there's a lot in the human voice. And it's really good radio. We like it because it's good radio. And we have a lot of regular callers. We have a lot of new callers. And uh, we, we'd love to have you call 877-960-9960. Nancy Stewart, sitting to my left here in the studio in North Palm Beach. Uh, she has a laptop right in front of her. And uh, when... The call comes through the studio, he sees the number, she sees your name, and she says, stop what you're doing. If we're talking, if we're doing something else, we, we go to the phones and we take your calls. That's also because we, we only have four or five phone lines, and we don't want you to have to hold. I get complaints every now and then. I called, I got a busy signal, or I called, and I had to wait too long. We don't want that to happen, so we will jump on your phone call, 877 877- Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Now, the majority of you like to uh, text, and you text uh, one way is a just a plain old fashioned text line, and that's area code seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. That's seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and we will archive those. Now, my son Stu is on the way to the studio. He's running a little late this morning. But he's the one that keeps track of the text. And if we are on the phone or we're doing something else, we get to it. We got two hours. I say 8 to 10 Eastern time. We, we try to get to all the text before the end of the show. Now, 
my favorite line of communication. I'm not sure why. I guess because it's unique. Nobody, very few people I know use it. A lot of blue chip companies out there, uh, like Adobe and uh, I think uh, Google, and there's a lot of really cool companies out there that use this for customer feedback and employee feedback. It's an anonymous link. It's an anonymous URL. And if you use this, it's www.youranonymousfeedback.com. That's your anonymousfeedback.com. If you use that, we don't know who you are. And uh, I think people speak more freely when they have that privacy. And it's not be, it's not a secret thing so much. Most of the people just, in fact, we have people that do use the anonymous feedback and then they tell us who they are. I don't know why, but they do that. Anyway, but there's a, a particularly interesting anonymous feedback that uh, I got this morning. And it was... Uh, Regular listener, I hope you're listening now, one of our radio show listeners, a regular, and he mystery shopped my dealership. And Rick, you'll have it in your email if you look, because I sent that anonymous feedback out to all of my employees in my dealership. So this, uh, this radio listener, he said, I listen to your mystery shopping report all the time, and I decided to mystery shop the dealership, and he did. And... Uh, Frankly, it's a little embarrassing, and I, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to read it on the air, and uh, I sent it to all my employees for two reasons. First of all, I want to prove that we're totally honest and transparent, and if I read a report, and when I, re- when I read it, you're going to say, I can't believe that Earl Stewart Toyota, that's the name of our dealership, treated uh, this customer this way. So, um, hey, it's out there for anyone. And I encourage all you uh, uh, listeners out there uh, to uh, take advantage of that anonymous feedback and tell us things that we may not want to hear. One of the reasons I have that is for my customers to tell me and for my employees to tell me the truth. I don't know. If you've got uh, business people listen to this, and most, most people understand if you're the boss, people tell you what you want to hear. I mean, it's, you know, job security. Tell the boss what a great guy he is. Uh, tell the boss how much you love the company. Tell the boss, uh, you know, how much you love his dog, anything. <laughs> you want to get in close with the boss. So that's fine. It makes the boss feel good. But the bad news is the boss doesn't know what's really going on. So that's what we have. Anonymous feedback. Your anonymousfeedback.com and we will read that mystery shop of my dealership on the air. We'll have two mystery shops today. We have a real mystery shop. If you haven't listened to the show before, we mystery shop a different car dealer somewhere in Florida or some other state, usually Florida, uh, every week. But now we're doing my dealership too, so it'll be kind of fun. And thank you, uh, Mr. Radio Listener. Uh, if you want to send me another anonymous feedback, I'd love to have you send me if you have got the name of the salespeople or the managers you talk to. And you're probably not going to do that because you say, I don't want to get them in trouble. Well, we won't get them in trouble. We just like to find out specifically who's responsible for problems. And we coach these people. I'm, I'm serious. We don't fire people. Rick will uh, tell, tell you that. He's worked for a long time. I haven't fired him yet, right? 
I'm mean, still here. 20, not yet. And I've, I've 20 some odd years. I've done some pretty good goof ups. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's going to be an exciting show. And uh, we will uh, uh, also, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, one other thing I always forget to uh, mention because it's, uh, it's uh, kind of unique, but it's uh, we recruit people from around the country to be our deputies out of the field. We call them vigilantes, but they're really deputies of Earl of Cars. They're people that are familiar with how to buy a car without being ripped off. They listen to the show, they're educated, they're consumer advocates, they understand how people should be treated. And we have a, a company, we have a club, call it, uh, Vigilantes, Earl's Vigilantes. If you go to earlsvigilantes.com, I know I'm giving you a lot of written stuff now, numbers and websites and things like that, earlsvigilantes.com, you can sign up. And we'll screen the form to be sure you have the qualifications. But everyone that supplied really did. And then we will ha ask you to help people in your geographic area if they have a problem with a car dealer and will need some advice on how to buy, lease, or maintain your, your car. So uh, I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart. She's sitting to my left now. And uh, she is a female advocate. She's a co-founder of the show. Uh, she's with me through thick and thin. And uh, she is, uh, she gives the ladies the viewpoint that they have on life and buying and car dealers. And they're treated differently, let's face it. I know they've come a long way. I know that uh, back in the 20s, we didn't allow you to vote, you ladies out there. And now we gave you the right to vote. Isn't that crazy? When I say that, I kind of choke. We had citizens of the United States back in the 20s that we wouldn't allow to vote because of their sex. Hard to believe. Well, it's gotten better, but it hadn't gotten good enough. And Nancy is here to talk to you ladies, encourage you to call the show. And she has a very special offer for you if you are a first-time caller. Nancy, the mic is all yours. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Yes, indeed, we are in the driver's seat. It feels real good. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Agent Sprinkle who did the mystery shop at Earl Stewart Toyota. Mm -hmm. We have a new agent, Agent Sprinkle. So uh, you definitely want to hear that mystery shopping report later on in the show. And uh, uh, did you know uh, that ladies, um, they buy 54% of the cars in the United States. 54%? 54%. I didn't know that. And also they influence influence 84 percent of the final decision so with that ladies i'm offering you fifty dollars this morning fifty dollars for the first two new callers so pick up that phone give us a call give us a shout say hello or maybe share an experience uh, that you may have encountered in leasing in uh, buying a new car a used car Whatever the case, we would love to hear from you. And uh, don't forget, uh, as Earl mentioned this morning, you can send your YouTubes to Rick. Um, a, a Stu is uh, managing uh, the uh, uh, texts. I'm taking care of <coughs> excuse me, the phones. So we're all right here. And gosh, I do have to tell you, you are an important part of the show. We love your company and all of the knowledge you share with us 
yes, we don't know everything. So we love it when you call in and uh, update us on the latest. Take advantage at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Again, don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. And uh, also, I uh, have to point out Earl's column. You want to go to Earl on Cars and take a look at that latest column that certainly meets uh, <laughs> with the times that uh, we're going through, especially over there in southwest uh, Florida. How to avoid buying a flood car after the hurricane. Hurricane Ian. What a disaster. So uh, stay tuned, sit back, and enjoy. Back to the recovering car dealer. You know, without a blog... Uh, this week's blog, it just it, it just occurred to me, you know, what a sad situation. We have thousands of flood cars coming on the market, and then we have the people whose cars were flooded who are now on the market to buy a car. And I, I'm not trying to be funny here. This is tragic. I mean, it's entirely possible, all too possible, that someone that was victimized by the flood lost their car and had to buy another car conceivable they go out and buy a flood car and the worst thing about a flood car is you can buy one and it can look squeaky clean it can run good in fact rick kearney who i'm going to introduce in just a second rick kearney is our certified master master diagnostic technician Uh, he pointed out to us last week that a flood car sometimes can be spotted quickest by the fact it's too clean that it has been because the experts that will buy these total cars clean them up are so good that they clean them up so well that you can't see anything unless maybe you're a real expert wrong with the car in fact it looks really good so ironically counterintuitively when you're buying a car if it looks too good be careful (laughs) and it would be terrible for a person that just lost his car had to go out and pay an arm and a leg too much for another flood car. So it's a very sad situation. Uh, speaking of Rick, and uh, as I say, he is he is an expert, been with me for over 20 years. He is uh, the best of the best when it comes to maintaining and repairing cars. He can diagnose a car. He's got the, the badges and the certifications in every piece of a car. I call him a computer technician because cars today are really rolling computers and are becoming more so every day. And Rick said earlier in the show, before we went on the air, you know, people get to have to have their repair, cars repaired and maintained a lot more than they buy one. So we give a lot of advice about buying and leasing. Rick's advice is probably in greater demand far more often. And uh, if you have a question about uh, a, a symptom you may have with your car now, a squeak, uh, a noise, a smell, um, anything, that, that, uh, that worries you about your car, instead of taking it into the dealer and say, uh, here's a blank check, fix my car, let me tell you something, if you do that, you're in trouble. Uh, if it's still drivable and, it doesn't, and it's not obviously unsafe, uh, call us and ask for Rick, and you can YouTube, by the way, uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, go straight through to Rick, and he'll see your post, and he'll read the post, and he'll answer your questions. Or you could just call at 877-960-9960. That's 
1-800-960-9960. And Nancy will prioritize phone calls and get right to it. Absolutely, and we do have a call. Oh, let's take that call. Uh, we have uh, William from West Palm Beach. Good morning, William. Good morning, Earl. How are you? Earl and Stu, how are you? Earl, I got a complaint uh, against you, okay? Oh, no. I keep buying you cars every year. I bought one yesterday. What's up with that? I think um, you have a, a serious problem, uh, Bill, and I think that you um, you need help. You need help. <laughs> this is oh, Bill Wilson. I've been, oh. This is Bill, our buddy Will. Bill. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Hey, Earl, Thanks for calling in. Earl, listen to me, Earl. Earl, I got five cameras. I'm, I'm trying to buy cameras, Earl. Stop making good cars, okay? <laughs> he can't stop buying cameras. <laughs> a great car. Bill, we love you. Thanks Earl, for calling in. Listen, Earl. Yeah. I bought one yesterday. Now, how, how many? Okay. How many? How many? It's enough. Okay. Come on, man. You can stop now. Okay, Bill. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. We'll talk to you later. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. I got. I got to ask through there. I mean, I you recognize? Is that a Oh, that's that's a customer of ours. Uh, that's Bill Wilson, and he's been buying Camrys for us. And he oh, he t- oh, he texts me. He says I can't. Oh, he texts me the other day. He, he says, says I, have a problem. I, just, I just bought another Camry. I can't. I can't help myself. He says I'm addicted to Camrys. <laughs> and I said you need help, Bill. Stop. And you bought one anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, your anonymous feedback. Don't forget that your anonymous feedback. Dot com. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, Stu. Uh, was ran a little late, so I haven't had a chance to ask Stu if he has any uh, text buildup or honest feedbacks. Or yeah, oh yeah, I was looking forward to getting to Anne Marie's. Um, <clears throat> they're always good. As, oh yeah, good know. morning, Anne Marie. I hope you're listening. Uh, Anne Marie says, "Good morning. What would you advise if I faced uh, if I was faced with the following scenario? Granny needs a new car to replace her old Saturn. One, she's not as tall as the average driver." Uh, she needs a comfortable and adjustable seat so she can see over the hood and still reach the pedals. Two, she's not as flexible or nimble when fly, sliding into the driver's seat, so she prefers leather or leather-like material to fabric seats. Three, she prefers knobs and buttons to control the radio and air conditioner heater over a touchscreen. Do they even make vehicles with knobs and buttons nowadays? Four, she also wants blind spot monitoring with a rear-view camera. Based on your experience as a car dealer, which ve- which vehicles and features would you recommend for her? Toyota Venza. Yeah, like the 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 previous model. The, exactly the Venza. It's the doors are, are large enough that you can easily get in and out. You yeah, can, it's easier to swing your legs in and out of them. It does, it's not high they like an SUV. Up yeah. just a little bit, yeah. so it's, you're not dropping down into the car. So a, an older person can get in and out easier. It's not a massively huge car. It has good vision all the way around with blind spot monitor. And that size of car with the height advantage of it, plus the seats are adjustable up and down, Ed. That sounds That would be the size car I'd recommend. I drove that, and it it would be more conducive to her height because I, too, am short. Let's let's not forget, Anne-Marie, that we recommend you don't buy a car today. That's true. (laughs) The other one I'd look at is the Subaru Forester. Yeah, in the same that same kind they're, of class. They're about the same level, and they have all the features, exactly. but they have that same size and the advantage of not dropping it, down or climbing up into the it's car. A, it's a nice size. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's good size. Yeah. See, you, you yep. called and then you got an answer right away. I didn't know if we were going to come up with something. I was, I was, I start, I, I was scratching I my I head. Didn't the, I didn't know the answer. <laughs> but we we sound so excited about. It, I had to remind people that if you buy a Venza right. today, you're going to pay through the nose. Well, and I do want to remind Amory and anyone listening. Rick is referring to it. There's an old Venza that was discontinued a few years ago. There's a new one that's a very expensive hybrid. It takes forever to get, and it's a lot of money. Um, but, but the, but, but the but, old Venzas are also very expensive because all used cars. Are, yeah, yeah, exactly. But relatively, they might be okay. Yeah. As yeah. A, as a matter of fact, I've got a question right here on YouTube. Uh, Guy Larrabee is asking. He says, "Good morning to all. Happy to see that COVID seems to be behind us. I'm a snowbird in the greater Montreal area. Again, international. We're talking to Canada. Uh, and used car prices here are dropping like a stone. Is it mm. the same in Florida?" Well, they're not dropping like a stone here. Uh, nationally, uh, they're off. Prices are down 6% from what they were a year ago. A year ago, they were in the you know the stratosphere, so they're down a little bit. So they use car prices nationally. In this market, uh, we're tracking in the Palm Beach County, South Florida area. Uh, they're down, but just nominally compared to what they would have been uh, you know, at a normal time pre-COVID, but yeah, the 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 new car prices are kind of stabilizing, and the used car prices are kind of coming down a little bit. But we, you know, we, we're they're so high that I I think they still have a long way to go. And you know, one thing I hate to say this this is a sad note of why they're coming down. Uh, we are really getting into inflation and, re- and, and uh, recession time, and interest rates are really going up. And so, I think you're going to see. Uh, I think you're going to see a uh, the pressures put on the retailers now. It's not going to be quite as easy to sell cars because people aren't going to have quite quite as much disposable income because of inflation, and interest rates are so high. The monthly payments are going to go up, so the retailers of cars used and new are going to have to start discounting a little bit we hope and uh, that would be better but uh i always say wait a few months i've been saying that for three years and i've been wrong but i think we're at the end of the tunnel now pretty close hopefully well, and it's interesting that in canada apparently the used car prices are dropping maybe a little quicker than ours is that right i haven't tracked that no, but yeah, that is so. yeah. i have not been paying attention but to the canadian market scholar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. thank you guy for that information yeah. about it it's yeah we Something can, to consider. We can always yeah. be updated here. You're listening to Earl on Cars. Give us a call, 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at 772-497-6530 and jot down your anonymous feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to John, who's calling us from Stewart. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thank you for waiting. Sure, not, not a problem. I have a question for Earl. I'm, my wife and I, we want to buy a car, and she wants a uh, Highlander hybrid, but, I mean, you can't get one of those at all, and I can't even drive one, and I've never driven a Highlander before. So, I'm, And I just want to ask him this. We drive about, five, i got two cars. We drive about 5,000 miles a year, and we only take the longest trip we take, we go up to the races in Daytona, Mm-hmm. And some went, and we go to Orlando once for a timeshare. And besides that, it's just within probably thirty miles or something like that we drive. Would it be worth it to buy a Highlander or a hybrid then or not? You think? 
Well, you know, my answer, Stu's right in the middle of this, uh, but my answer is, you're right, the Highlander is a very low supply, high demand car. By the way, uh, I just read that the uh, six cylinders being discontinued in 2023 for the three three seat uh, Highlander, and they're going to a four cylinder for, you know, obviously uh, fuel economy and um, uh, measures. So uh, if you buy a Highlander, uh, you're going to be getting a 2023, and uh, it, it's going to take you a long time. Uh, you know, when people tell me, uh, you're a low-mileage driver, I'm a low-mileage driver, driving 5,000 miles a year um, is just uh, something that uh, I, you know, from a pure economy standpoint, uh, to spend that kind of money when you're only spend, uh, driving 5,000 miles a year, I question that. But you buy what you want to buy, and if you want to buy one, uh, you'll have to wait, that's all. And uh, it's a great vehicle. I mean, the Highlander is one of the uh, best vehicles on the market, one of the best vehicles that Toyota sells. Uh, but as I say, uh, the wait is long. You know, I, I, I've seen dealers out there now advertising uh, – uh, we have 20 of this model in stock. We have eight of these. We have uh, you know, 100 vehicles in stock. You can be sure that when you see a dealer advertising that he has new vehicles in inventory, number one, either he's lying, which a lot of them do, or he's charging a huge price. The only reason that anyone has a car on in inventory today is because they're charging a very high price. They're holding out for the big hit. Yeah, they're holding out for as much as they can get. If they're charging a reasonable price, they've sold all their cars. Now, I'm not patting myself on the back or our dealership, but because we sell all of our cars at MSRP. <laughs> if I told you that uh, three years ago, you'd say, you're price gouging, charging me sticker for a price. Today, MSRP is the lowest price out there. And because we charge MSRP, we have no cars in inventory, certainly no Highlanders, and we have over almost 2,000 cars, between 1,500 and 2,000 cars on back order. So that's the reality of it. Uh, and uh, John, I don't know if uh, I helped you any because if you want to buy it, then you're going to wait a while. Pony up, yeah. And by the way, if you want to order one from us, at least a year. Uh, 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 it'll, it'll take you a year, <laughs> but when the car comes in, hopefully it'll be below MSRP. Yeah, we're going to price whatever the current pricing is at the time the cars come in, yeah. so yeah, it could be lower. Okay, so what I did, I, I did that about three months ago. I put down $500 and I ordered one, a Highlander for you guys, and the guy said it wouldn't be in until uh, maybe, this was like three months ago, so he said maybe uh, May or March or May or something like that, but it's probably going to be yeah. longer than that. Yeah. So, yeah. but I'm just debating now about. Well, I don't drive that much, so I don't see why would probably, you know, I need one. And then these other guys call me when you see a website. They they got the, all these cars, like you said, and so I mean, you just kind of check it out. Well, I wonder what ones cost, and then they start calling you like crazy. And the guy called me last night from one up in Vero Beach, and he said, well, he said we we have a market adjustment. Some people call them that have them. Mm -hmm. They have a market adjustment, but it's not like ten thousand dollars. It's only like six thousand oh, yeah. dollars. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> I guess you know. I, I don't. I, I might have missed the earlier part, but is is like the need because I keep forgetting some some of the best advice, or I'll just like throw it out with our last callers. 
if you don't need wait wait until this um situation calms down when you can actually drive a highlander hybrid see if you like it and um and prices hopefully will will come down and it won't be as crazy and you won't have to wait as long yeah. well you know what am I trying to do yeah, it's you know they're speaking not just to John but anyone. You know it's funny we're when you're in a situation like we are today, and I'm talking the world. I mean, you, you, I think all of our thoughts change a little bit, and I think one of the reasons why people are paying all this money for cars and you know without blinking paying, you know, we think three thousand dollars over a sticker is not a bad deal now, uh, and 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 you know people don't want to put their life on hold, and so. People love cars. Thank God they love new cars because we're. I'm a new car dealer, and and you wanted to deprive yourself to be frugal, uh, to be. I mean, sometimes budget budgeting isn't a pleasant thing, and if you ha if you can afford it, if you're comfortable, and you can afford to buy a car and you want to pay more money than you should, uh, if if you, if you wait three years to fulfill a need of uh, something that would bring you a lot of pleasure, is that the right thing to do? If that's kind of a philosophical question. So, uh, John, I, I, I leave it up to you. Uh, uh, you know, it's the guy that goes out and pays uh, several thousand over sticker, and he has that new car that he wanted really bad, and he drives it, and he loves it, his family loves it, he paid too much money for it, but he could afford it. Is he a sucker? I, I don't. I don't think so. I. I think it's just a matter of your philosophy of life, and some people just feel like they don't want to be taken advantage of. And if they did pay that three thousand, they wouldn't feel good because they knew they paid too much. So it's. It gets complicated. I'm starting to. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to babble. Someone it's, it's personal. Me in the case, you know, it's personal. You like when you babble. You, you have a stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Love your show. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, <clears throat> Just as a sidebar, uh, we did a uh, speaking engagement the other evening, and it was uh, in Boynton at the uh, Computer Club. It was the Cascade. and Cascade uh, Lakes, yeah, great group of people. Yeah, we, we really had a, a great time. And, uh, you know, that was the first thing that we told the audience, you know, don't buy a car unless you really have to right now. And we couldn't stress it enough. But as Earl explained, you know, it could be very personal. And if you want to buy a car... You know, and if it's your needs financially and so many other reasons, go for it. Don't wait. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And ladies, uh, this, when we, you know, opened the show, I let everyone know that the first two female callers, mm-hmm, you can win yourself $50. First two new female callers. So give us a call. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Now back to which one of you guys are going to take? take I'll, I'll take it. Okay. Uh, we have a Bob who texted us, and he um, it's probably a, a question for Rick. And um, says his wife drivers uh, they drive his wife and I drive our Sienna. The power's driver's seat is used a lot. Uh, what is the life expectancy on it, and what's the approximate cost to have the motors replaced? And that sounds like a question for Rick. Yep. We don't do very many seat motors. They they just don't seem to go bad. But most people, once they get their seats set, they don't, it doesn't get adjusted a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go on a limb say the seat motors themselves, the parts, not cheap. I bet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say probably three fifty to four hundred per motor, depending on which motors need to be replaced, and probably around two fifty to three hundred labor yeah. to replace. You know. 
So a pretty expensive Whichever. repair. Yeah. Um, so Bob, if you want to just follow up, and just, you know, is there any indication that it's not working um, or something? If it's uh, making noises or slowing down or something, but um, like Rick says, the good news is he doesn't see a lot of them coming into the shop. It's, uh, it's very rare that we have yeah. seat issues anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe if you had they, kids that played with them or. Yeah, but could, even, could, it even then, a, could it be a non-motor problem, like something jammed in there that might? It's it's possible if yeah. if they have a problem. I mean, there's lots of things can happen. Yeah, you take a look at it first. Stuff gets sure. under. Yeah. the seat sometimes and you move the seat it gets jammed up it may yeah. you know see stuff yeah. up but for the mailer the motor's actually just wearing out and going bad extremely rare okay. Okay. they, it, they it, last really well is Good it news. difficult to get those parts i it, would you hard to say because some parts are on like months back order other parts uh we're, we're actually kind of spoiled by toyota i got i got to give them credit on this we can order a part before five o'clock in the afternoon, and the very next morning, it's in our parts department. If they have the part, yeah, yeah. If, if it's available in Jacksonville, <laughs> right, right. and I, that's actually the greater majority of, of parts that we need. We're we're seeing a lot less stuff going on back order now. Things are starting to to come around. We just got a notice in the mail so the other day that they're <laughs> only going to furnish one keyless remote with every car because they don't have enough keyless remotes. That's the first we've heard uh, with Toyota, like yeah. um, like shorten us on stuff. Yeah. But so that's they, good. they actually were doing that with Tacomas for a little while. They were giving only one key, yeah. and then once the customer. A, a couple weeks later, mm-hmm. they could come into the dealership. We'd say provide them the second key and program it, mm-hmm. and Toyota was covering the cost on that. So interesting. All right, all right. We have a, a text from from Bob from Naples with a hurricane car update. Mm. <clears throat> Good morning, all. Bob from Naples with a hurricane update. Uh, a few days ago, 67 luxury cars were towed from the formerly underwater parking garage of a building uh, next to mine. 67 luxury cars. Good Lord. Wow. He says, I bet all these Ooh. hit the auction market pretty soon. And, and you're right. Um, my second car, a 2010 Corolla. Remember, he got the uh, insurance payout last week and got a lot more than he paid for it um, several years ago. His second car, which was a 2010 Corolla with 25,000 miles, was settled with the insurance company for thirteen thousand uh, dollars. Not con- bad, considering he paid eighteen thousand twelve years ago. Good lord! Wow! Yeah, you paid about fifty dollars a month for that car. Uh, and now the best part: um, Stephen figured a way to get my two twenty twenty two Corollas transported from your place to my home in Naples, so they'll be there when I return south soon. All done um, at a reasonable fee. Um, everyone stay well and keep up the good work. I will personally pick up my 2023 Corolla, as Stephen says, in three to six months. Regards, Bob from Naples. Thanks for the op- update, Bob. And keep updating us, too, um, with the um, information from the West Coast because uh, it's important to everybody. Yeah. And check that blog at Earl on Cars. There you go. You're uh, reading uh, my mind. You know, how to, uh, how to avoid being taken advantage of by buying is. a flood car. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty tricky. And uh, it's actually... Uh, uh, yeah, there's only one sure way to do it, and that's have somebody that really knows what they're doing inspect the car. Uh, because the car has a title doesn't mean anything, because there are a number of states out there. Every state has different title laws, and people know how to wash a title, they call it. And they buy a car that's totaled uh, uh, by the insurance company that has no title. They run it through a state with uh, shabby title laws like Mississippi or New Jersey. They get a title. And uh, they get the car cleaned up real well, and they put it on a used car lot, and people buy it, and they pay a lot of money for it. 
Um, we have anonymous feedback, but it's not anonymous. It's from Don and LaBelle. We haven't heard from Don in a while. No. <clears throat> but this is uh, uh, relevant. So, Earl, I live in LaBelle near State Road 80 and see hundreds of flatbed trailers with a car on it and one towed behind it. It's a, a double trailer thing. Hundreds of these heading from Fort Myers to West Palm. I wonder if you could take us through the process of who's buying them and moving them to the East Coast and what happens to them and what the consumer should be aware of in selling their flood car. Don from LaBelle. It's a big industry. There's not there's not two or three people. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a big industry. And... Um, there's Lots of a, independent wholesalers. I mean, there's yeah. an army of these guys. Well, uh, yeah, you know, you, you, someone said to me the other day that it's mainly the independent used car lots that are selling these cars. I don't believe that. I, I, listen, I mean, it's a perfect storm uh, of deception. Think about this. If you're a new car dealer, you, you can't get new cars. Uh, even if you're a used car dealer, they're in short supply. Car dealers that buy used cars... They hate to pay a lot of money for a used car. When you buy them at the auction, they cost a lot of money. So um, it, it's a perfect storm. So you, you take one of these cars you're talking about, uh, for, uh, they're, they're on a truck coming into, you know, from Naples. Uh, they, can, they can sell them below the market because they, they're flood cars and they paid nothing for them. Rick? Well, there's also, bear in mind, a, a legit reason for a lot of those cars coming over. They're probably heading for places like Copart, where they will be sold as totaled out cars, and actually the parts that are still good on them will be recycled and used for repairs on other cars. So, Because a lot of those items, a lot of those cars, things like body panels and parts that aren't damaged easily by water can be cleaned up and reused. But it it occurs to me. Actually used properly. So It occurs to me that... If I'm bidding for a car that's been in a flood, and I'm going to take that car and sell it for parts, that price will be one thing. If I'm right. bidding for that car and I know I'm going to sell it to a car dealer at wholesale, at a, I'm going to make a lot more money. So I think I think the people that are buying the cars, the legitimate ones, you're absolutely right. If I'm in the business and I all I do is buy cars uh, and sell them to these companies that take them apart and resell the parts, uh, then that's one thing. But mm-hmm. if, if, I'm a, if I'm trying to cheat somebody, I'm going to pay the seller more money. And these auction, uh, these uh, uh, insurance companies, they auction the cars off, yep. basically, to the highest bidder. The highest bidders are the crooks because they can sell them for more money. That's true. Very true. Okay. Uh, okay, we have... Uh, <clears throat> this is a... Uh, oh, I missed that here. This is really interesting. This is about Ashley Moody, uh, anonymous feedback. It says, in, in Saturday's show, you referenced Ashley Moody's opponent, Aramis Ayala, and recommended her over Moody. Although Miss Moody may not be doing enough in combating the car dealers, the Attorney General uh, deals with a lot more issues, and I believe she is still a much better choice over Ayala. You shouldn't support or oppose any candidate over a single issue. My knowledge of Ayala indicates she would be a lot worse for Florida overall. Thanks. Well, it's entirely possible. And I, if I recommended you don't vote for Ashley Moody, it wasn't because I thought you should vote for her, her opponent. <clears throat> I don't know her opponent, and uh, you, you could be right. It could be that Ashley Moody is far more qualified. Being qualified doesn't mean that 
you know, she's, she's got a law degree or a PhD. I don't know what she's got. Uh, I don't know what her experience is. I do know what she doesn't do. She doesn't protect the consumers of Florida uh, from predatory car dealers. She doesn't go after the car dealers that break the rules. She doesn't enforce the laws in Florida. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the wrong person to talk to about politics because I don't think that, I think the Democrats and the Republicans, and for that matter, the independents, all have a, leave a lot to be desired. And I, I'm, I'm, all I am is a consumer advocate for car buyers and car repairers and, and maintainers, people that deal with, you know, repairs. And, um, We're and kind of a single-issue show. We are. So I don't know any politician that can get elected uh, that's going to go down on the car dealers. The car dealers have a huge amount of financing. They have lots of money. Car dealers individually are rich guys. They got a lot of money. Then they take and they join these um, organizations like the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, the National Automobile Dealers, the Tampa, the Jacksonville, the South Florida. All these are associations which are really political action committees, and they have millions of dollars. And they decide who gets elected. So that's our political system. Now, before you start attacking me, uh, telling me I, if I don't like America and love America, I should leave it. I like America, I love America, and I'm not going to leave it because I agree with you. It's the greatest country in the world. But it's still a country that gets people elected for the wrong reasons. And people that run for office tell the money supporters, the people that give them the financing to get elected. If you don't have several million dollars, you're not going to get elected to anything, any state office or national office. So to get several million dollars, unless you're a billionaire, and there are a few of them out there uh, that have run and, and are self-financed, that's a different story. But most people uh, have to rely on, on contributions, and that's the reason Ashley Moody is in the pockets for the car dealers. And do you want to want, vote for her or Ayala? I don't care. Uh, I, I, maybe Ayala, uh, maybe she, if she got lucky and got elected without a lot of donations from uh, car dealers, maybe she would be better. I don't know. I'm not recommending either candidate. You know, I would have felt a whole lot better about uh, the attorney general um, if uh, she would have made herself available whenever uh, Jeff Weiser, you know, uh, did that report. Yeah. And uh, it, it wouldn't have taken up much of her time. Yeah, Jeff Weinser was the uh, investigative reporter for WPLG Channel 10 in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And uh, he's exposed a huge amount of deception, mainly with car dealers that are forcing lease customers to pay thousands of dollars over the purchase option price on their lease, violating the lease uh, act of 19, Consumer Lease Act of 1976. I mean, they're breaking the law. And Car dealers are settling out of court, even GMAC and uh, Toyota Finance settled out of court because they basically admitted they're guilty uh, of being uh, part of this whole thing of uh, breaking the law and charging uh, car lease customers more than they should to buy their cars. So Jeff Wines here called Ashley Moody to talk to him, to her, and she wouldn't return his, or, or his phone calls. <clears throat> Huge so, story. Uh, what, what kind of an attorney general is that? Yeah, she could have made herself available. Uh, 
Anyway, folks, uh, how do you feel? Uh, what do you think? Give us a call. What's on your mind? 877-960-9960. A little shy? Go to youranonymousfeedback.com. You want to text us? 772-497-6530. Don't forget, Stu is taking care of the text. Rick has the YouTubes. And uh, do you have something for us, Rick? Got an interesting comment from Donovan. Oh, hi, Donovan. He says, and what Earl's talking about is why it's so great what Tesla, Rivian, Lucid, VinFast, and the other startup auto companies are doing. The dealers need a challenge to their way of doing business. Sure. Yeah, they have, uh, they have a monopoly. Uh, they have lobbied all the state legislators so that they are the only people there. First of all, it's almost impossible for a manufacturer to cancel a dealer. If you have a franchise agreement with a car dealer anywhere in the 50 states, uh, it's almost impossible to get rid of that dealer. He has a lifetime agreement for all intents and purposes to retail cars. And he's immune pretty much from uh, what the manufacturer can do. And I, I got a automotive news here on that subject. Uh, Champion uh, Motors, the uh, luxury car dealer in Miami, Coral Gables area. It's called the, I'm sorry, the Collection, a multi-brand dealership in Coral Gables. They're suing Porsche, they're a Porsche dealer, they're suing Porsche for $300 million. And, and they'll win, by the way, <laughs> because Florida law, which the Florida Automobile Dealers Association lobbied, said that that a manufacturer that builds the cars and has someone that they contracted to sell those cars uh, has to give them all the cars they want, even if they don't have an exclusive showroom to sell those cars. And Porsche told um, the uh, collection, the Miami Coral Gables Porsche dealer, um, that uh, unless you build an exclusive building to sell Porsche, which it would be nice, I mean, you know, it's a pretty nice car to sell. You make a lot of money selling Porsches. Yeah. Uh, then uh, you can't have as many cars as we give the other dealers that spend a whole lot of money building really nice showrooms and really nice service departments. We're going to give them more cars. Well, Florida law says you got to give any anybody who's got a franchise agreement all the Porsches they want. And that's the reason they're being sued for $300 million. So that is the problem right now with... Uh, with car dealers running rampant and doing whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah, that's why it's so important that uh, Attorney General Ashley Moody get involved. Um, folks, take advantage of the number, 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Rick, do you have anything for us? Uh, a little quiet right now. <clears throat> Okay, I tell you, I've okay. got, I've got a, I'm going to read. Excuse me. I'm going to read uh, the mystery shopping report on my dealership, and uh, that's from Agent Sprinkle. Agent Sprinkle, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I've got my magnifying glass out because the print didn't come out good, but yeah, uh, real small. Uh, this again, if you've just tuned in, and maybe if you if you haven't been a regular listener of the show, we mystery shop a car dealer every week on the show. We go to um, sometimes out of state, mainly South Florida. Uh, we've been one today's in Bradenton, uh, actually in the hurricane area, but we tell 
the facts. We go in, pretend to buy or lease a car, and we name the dealership, we name the salesmen and the sales managers, and exactly what happened. And if they broke the law or did something bad, we talk about it. And I like to brag, and I should knock on wood, but in all the years we've been doing this, about 20, we've never been sued. And uh, we've been threatened, but we've never been sued. I say that's to our credit because the truth is a perfect defense against libel and slander. So if I go in and tell exactly what happened, they can't sue me. Uh, I can't sue myself for this mystery shopping report that I'm going to read. So I'll read it to you right now. I'd like to give you a brief mystery shopping report from last weekend at your dealership. You can think of me as Agent Sprinkle, S-P-R-I-N-K-L-E. <laughs> uh, we are regular listeners of your show for the past several years, and we're interested in a new RAV4 hybrid. My husband and I were greeted by a salesman as we got out of the car, and he asked what we were interested in. We told him, and he uh, told us uh, there were none available for immediate purchase, and we followed him inside. He never introduced himself strange. You think a salesman would do that? That was mm. my editorial comment. Or ask us, my husband and myself, our names. Never ask uh, the customer's names. When we got to his desk, he didn't offer us a seat, uh, which surprised me. And so we stood up during the whole time we were there. His only comment to us was, what color did we want? And I asked, what were the uh, choices? He seemed to have no knowledge of how to find the color options. Uh, on the computer. After several frustrating minutes of watching him try to use his computer, I pulled out my phone <laughs> and found uh, the color options myself since uh, he had uh, already done a lot of uh, pre-search, pre-purchase -pre -pre research. We told him for the trim level, he never asked. We wanted him to ask for a price. He disappeared for 15 minutes uh, and came back uh, with a price sheet. We timed him like Agent Lightning. <laughs> and if you're new to the show, Agent Lightning is very precise on how long she's made to wait. Okay, back to the mystery shopping board of my dealership. Uh, after, the, uh, after 10 minutes, he came back with the sales manager who informed wait, us. You missed, uh, we asked if the options could be removed. Okay, <clears throat> we asked if the options could be removed. Okay, thank you. And he disappeared again after 10 minutes he came back with a sales manager who informed us that floor mats can never be removed from an order because of potential liability and changing charging cords which come with a hybrid. Now I'm gonna pause there, I believe that's accurate, mm -hmm. but I wanna ask, uh, I know ever since the unintended acceleration issue uh, years ago, floor mats have become more, uh, shall we say, safe and, and specified. The charging cords, I kind of question because one of the options that I see listed, the charging cords are actually to plug in your cell phone to the car. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, does it? I, I don't know why that couldn't be removed. I, think we, I think we have some misinformation yeah. there. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> we recently bought a new Mazda and were able to take these options off. Uh, we did not. Uh, we did leave a deposit, but thought you'd be interested in a mystery shopping report at your dealership. Your staff did not try to build any kind of relationship with us. They were basically order takers, like at McDonald's. Also, 
Uh, no one asked if we were interested in selling our car, which is a 2018 Toyota in excellent condition with only 13,000 miles and a transferable extended warranty. We hope you find this report to be useful. And this is anonymous. Mm. And the way they were in last weekend. Now, uh, this is very embarrassing to me <clears throat> as the owner of the dealership. And I, re- I read this uh, for uh, several reasons. First, to prove that our anonymous feedbacks are, in fact, read on the air. Because if there ever was an anonymous feedback, I would like to hide as a businessman. It would be that one. And the, the bigger message here is, why did my salesperson do this? Now, let me say this, because I know a lot of my employees are listening right now, because I sent this mystery shopping report out to all of my about 150 employees. And I know a lot of you are listening right now, wondering uh, how angry I'm going to be. And uh, I'm a little, I'm angry. Uh, I'm disappointed. And I'm also not going to discount the fact that this might not be a legitimate report, but I think it is. I mean, it really sounds legitimate to me. Would you agree, Rick? I mean, does it sound uh, legitimate? I don't, I don't see anything there that would make me think that this person is going with an agenda or anything. No. It, yeah. it, does, yeah. it, it reads as a true feeling from their heart what what they experienced yeah. i yeah. don't there, there was a lot I, put I into believe it. it's true you know it didn't sound like as if uh that it, they had an ulterior motive yeah. Yeah. Uh, they I, went to too much trouble to put but, this together and my, all the powerpoints are yeah. right there but for my employees that are listening uh i'm not saying i know it's factual it just seems highly likely and it also confirms some of my concerns and suspicions now Here's the here, here's uh, atmosphere that the auto retail industry finds it in. It's a seller's market. Now, you all know what a seller's market is. Uh, a seller's market means that uh, you can sell every product you have at pretty much as high a price you want. And you don't have to be good. You don't have to be polite. You don't have to be. If you've got a product that someone wants bad enough to pay a whole lot of money for it and stand in line and wait, you can kind of do what you want. And if you're getting paid a whole lot of money to do that, then uh, the temptation sometimes is too much to overcome. And what people who do that forget is that buyers have long memories mm-hmm. and they remember how they're treated. Now, we say this at Earl on Cars every week, and we say to those dealers out there that are charging thousands of dollars over sticker that customers have a long memory, and they're going to remember how you price gouged these uh, them, and they might not return to you. Well, the same thing goes for my dealership. Uh, customers are going to remember that the salesman was cold, aloof, uh, unconcerned, didn't offer him a seat, didn't ask his name, didn't introduce himself, kept him waiting for a long time for no apparent reason, and uh, they remember that. So our salespeople who do this, and maybe I'm hoping that most of my salespeople don't do this, I'm hoping, I don't think so. I, I know some of my salespeople very well, and I don't think they would. This salesperson, if he did it, uh, shouldn't have done it. So there we are, total honesty, total transparency, my mystery shopping report. I'm going to give uh, the I'm going to give uh, this dealership an F, and I know the grade on the curve. 
<laughs> but I'm not giving myself enough because it's embarrassing. And yeah. I'm going to do as much as I can to see that we don't get another mystery shopping report like this. And I encourage radio listeners, and I thank the person that mystery shop, Earl Stewart Toyota in North Palm Beach. I thank him for doing that. And because you helped me as an owner. And um, you embarrass me, but you help me. And sometimes embarrassment is a great help. It's a motivation. It's a motivation for owners to change things that need to be changed. And all you dealers out there and other people that are in the industry, uh, this is why mystery shopping is such a good thing. It lets you know what's really going on. I said earlier in the show, if you listen from the very beginning, a lot of time people tell the boss what they want to hear. But uh, I've been told the truth, I think, here. Again, assuming this is an accurate report, and I think it is. I've been told the truth, which I would never have heard had not it been an anonymous feedback kind of a thing. Yeah. So uh, if you dealers out there who get angry at me because I mystery shop you and embarrass you on the air, I hope you appreciate the fact that I just embarrassed myself. And if you want to get better, you should mystery shop yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't mystery shop you often enough because there's thousands of dealers. I can't get around to you very often. If you want to improve your operation, and not just car dealers, anybody that's in the retail business, mystery shop your business. Find out what's really going on, you owners and high executives, people that really uh, make the rules. Shop your own businesses, find out what's really going on, and make the changes to improve your operation so that you can sell more product, cars, TV sets, refrigerators. Find out what you can do to improve, and that's what business is all about, right? Selling cars, making your customers happy so they come back and buy again, and you make more money. So that's yeah. my mystery shopping report. When I read the mystery shopping report, you know, I had the feeling uh, that uh, the customers, uh, potential customers that walked into the dealership, they may have felt like as if that, well, they were really you know, intruding um, on the salesperson's time. And uh, he was probably wondering, you know, uh, these the couple, they were wondering, gee, uh, are, are we taking up his time? Does he have something more important to do? Maybe he just wants us to leave. We don't know. Mixed feelings is what I'm talking about. It's almost like talking to a doctor who doesn't have bedside you know, manner. Yeah, well, the car, the, it's a very personable situation yeah, when the, you're the, purchasing the, a vehicle. The salespeople today are order takers instead of salespeople, and they forget that's why they get paid. And they get paid a lot of money, and uh, maybe too much money, uh, for taking orders because you could take anyone and put them there, and someone comes and says, Please sell me a car, especially when we're selling cars for less money than anybody else. Uh, Please sell me a car, and uh, anybody can do it, right? Uh, so, uh, that's uh, that's uh, thank you very much uh, again to this uh, what was it what Agent Sprinkle. Uh, Agent Sprinkle, we appreciate it very very much, and uh, do it again. I mean, yeah, we uh, love it. Constructive <laughs> you, criticism. You shop the new car department, shop the used car department, and tell me what happened there. We'll read that mystery shopping report on the air too. Yeah, and we'll uh, get to the mystery shopping report shortly uh, from Conley Buick GMC. Uh, that was in uh, Bradenton, and that's a, yeah. a part two of our series so stay tuned for that and uh give us a call at 877-960-9960 and i think that uh, rick's got some to got YouTube a couple for of them now uh first one from donovan again uh question for earl 
in your entire time in the car business, have you seen anything change over the time that ended up being a bad change for the way we do things today versus in the past? Uh, I haven't seen a massive bad change. I think, uh, well, it's, I, I speak mainly for Florida because that's where I am right now and that's where my dealerships have always been. And what I've seen is uh, so much apathy on the part of the regulators and the legislators. You've heard me talk about that a lot. And uh, it used to be the, the, the dealer fee was just a nominal fee uh, that was gradually increased, but it was fairly gradual. And in recent years, uh, it's gone crazy. Uh, and and I, again, I'm speaking mainly for Florida. In Florida, for the, I, I don't like to use the word dealer fee because it's become a generic term and it isn't descriptive enough of what it really is. Uh, we, I, I, far, I far prefer the word hidden fee. In fact, I've told my marketing company to stop using the word hidden uh, dealer fee. And on our website, we use the word dealer fee. It should be hidden fee. Uh, the dealer fee, as I say, has become a genetic, uh, generic term. In fact, the dealers have jumped onto that, and we have dealers now advertising as we don't charge a dealer fee. And they are playing a word game because they just changed the name of what they charge. <laughs> they, they changed the name of their hidden fee from dealer fee to electronic filing fee, to tag agency fee, to doc fee, to administrative fee. In the state of Florida, believe it or not, the lawmakers, our great Tallahassee lawmakers, have said, we don't care what you call your hidden fee. You call it anything you want to. You, I suppose you could probably call it a license plate fee. I mean, they allow they allow documentary fee, and a doc fee is an official term. Uh, notary fee is an official term. Uh, you would think electronic filing fee or tag agency fee would be uh, something that would be regulated, but it's not. So they charge um, dealer fees now by different names. And the other thing that Florida does, they don't have any limit on the amount of the fee. I mean, that sounds crazy. In California, I'm going to say it's $125. It used to be $75. It's come up. But in California, I believe they call it a dock fee. And everybody knows because that's state law. You call it a dock fee, and it can only be $125. So when you go in to buy a car in California, there it is. You can mentally add that into the price they quoted, and you could go to another dealer because his fee is exactly the same by the same name. In Florida, you go in, and they don't have a, a common name. All the dealers call it something else, and all the dealers charge something else, and it's always hidden, so you don't know that it's part of the price of the car. So going back to Donovan's uh, comment, what has happened? Uh, it has happened that the hidden fees are totally out of control in Florida. And uh, that's probably the most disappointing thing that's happened in recent years. Hmm. And this one from Kyle in Pennsylvania. I've only had good experiences when at Earl Stewart Toyota. I've bought four new cars from you and bring my Corolla in every two months for oil changes. I drive for Uber. Everyone can have a bad day. <laughs> and that well, is true. I mean, we yeah. all have our bad days, but... Well, that, that, that's exactly what my managers are going to tell me. And, and, and what they say is true. 
Uh, but the only way you can be sure is to re- I, I, I need to do more mystery shopping of my dealership. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I need my employees to know that there will be more mystery shops done. And uh, that will keep them more on their toes. So, yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm being overly sensitive, partly because, you know, when, when you get on the air every Saturday morning for two hours and you lambast all the other dealers and, uh, and you hold yourself up as holier than thou, and I'm the I'm the good guy, and then somebody goes into your dealership and does something wrong. It's kind of embarrassing. I mean, you know that that's that's the reason the other dealers will love for me to trip and fall because I'm the guy. Did, did I miss something? Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, I'm just kidding. I, I just figured uh, yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figured Have it. you read the report? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So that's the reason I'm I'm a little sensitive to it. And and it, you should it, be. Yeah. Don't throw stones when you live in a glass house. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. And Rick, you mentioned uh, something about uh, YouTube, a bad day. Yeah, uh, from from Kyle, he says, yeah, everyone can have a bad day. But But excuse me for interrupting you. Communication is a beautiful thing, no matter what you do. Communication. Hey, listen, guys, I'm really having a bad day. Um, Sorry, I'm not up to par here. Something. Well, but... If it's a bad day, stay home. When your job is to communicate and to speak with the public, you kind of got to be able to put that behind you and and be a person, be a human being, yeah. and introduce yourself, ask their name. You know, we all understand bad days, but absolutely, it's um, it, that's no excuse for rudeness. And you know, in, in my Nancy, opinion, it just sounds Nancy rude. said to me earlier when we're coming here in the car. And I, I, I didn't really understand uh, the comment, and now I do, and I apologize for, I said that doesn't make any difference. Uh, but the mystery shopper at the end here said, uh, talking about the way the salesman was, you know, pr- you know pretty apathetic and, uh, and not being courteous, didn't offer him a seat, didn't introduce himself, didn't ask <clears> the name. Uh, at the end of the uh, shopping report, um, um, Agent Sprinkle, the uh, the anonymous feedback said they were basically order takers like at McDonald's and uh, that's what Nancy said to be in the car I said you know no it's not at McDonald's you see at, at McDonald's um, they are polite and they are courteous and they're trained and at McDonald's if someone isn't treated properly they don't work at McDonald's anymore and mm-hmm. McDonald's does pay a competitive wage uh, they don't pay. You know, they're, they're 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 paying a, 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 I think a little bit better than minimum wage, but you know they're young people and and, the, and they wouldn't be working there if they weren't getting something they thought was fair. Uh, so yeah, at McDonald's they're far more courteous. If, if can you imagine going to McDonald's and having somebody be, you know, wait the ten minutes for your hamburger? And uh, and then not even not say thank you or be polite. So it is. This mystery shopping report was not as nice and polite as a McDonald's employee is, which is really disturbing. Good yeah. point. Um, we're going to have to go back to the phones. Uh, Victoria is waiting, and so is John from West Palm Beach. Uh, Victoria, welcome back. Good morning. Hi there. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How are you doing this morning? Good. 
I, I wanted to call in, but I didn't want to uh, interrupt the very good conversation about the uh, flooded cars. I, it's very interesting. And you guys are doing a fabulous job of keeping people aware. What I wanted to tell people was on uh, the week of October 6th to 12th, you had this fabulous article in the Florida Weekly. I don't know if everybody read it. How to know if a car dealer is breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And you spelled out in very good detail the title uh, 33501976, which says exactly what is involved in breaking the law in adding charges and not being open with the cost and so forth. Um, I, I don't believe you've gotten a lot of input from people that they've had these problems, and I hope that they will go to that website that you mentioned, the www.florida-lawprotectingcarbuyers.com, and I hope people will send information, at least your email, to Earl, because I'm now uh, going to go ahead my, on my own and talk to my attorney about filing a lawsuit against this dealer, which happens to be 441 Nissan, which is one of Terry Taylor's car dealerships. But if you want to get your money back, it's up to you to do something about it. You can't just sit there and wring your hands and say, oh, woe is me, I lost my money. Uh, So that's what I wanted to say, and I appreciate very much being able to be on the show and talk to people and let them know that there's somebody out there that's going to do something for them. Well, so you. glad to hear from you, Victoria. Would you would you repeat that website again? Uh, this is what you had in your article. Yes, we'd and love to I hear it from you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's not the only place, though. If you go to Google and you just Google uh, Florida Statute 501.976, you'll get everything. Absolutely. So that's pretty easy, you know, Thank- and it spells out in detail. Thank you for bringing that to the attention of our audience. I try to repeat that, you know, um, every Saturday, uh, but uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, uh, Victoria, for one of the one of the specific points in that 501.976, says simply that when you uh, when you advertise the price for the car, it must include all charges, um, including you know, dealer fees, and they use the term dealer fee, which is. Uh, I talked about it earlier in the show, misleading. But uh, this is this law is violated uh, by virtually every dealer in Florida all the time. All you have to do is go online and uh, read any online ad, any radio ad, any TV ad, any uh, you know whatever, any advertisement at all. The dealers are all advertising prices that do not include their extra fees. So uh, you're absolutely right, exactly. Victoria. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane. We talked about Ashley Booty earlier in the show. She's the uh, top law enforcement officer in Florida. It's her sworn duty to enforce Florida laws, and she is just totally ignoring uh, Florida Statute 501.976, totally ignoring it, and, and she's going to get elected. <laughs> you know, she'll, she'll be reelected. She's all over TV, and she's, uh, she's, she's got some straw dogs up she's attacking, but she doesn't ever say anything negative about car dealers. And I would like to point out that 501.976 is the Consumer Protection Act. Yes. Whether it's old or whatever, if consumers don't do something, then it just it's their own loss. And you can go to the uh, Florida Division of Motor Vehicles that regulates car dealers, 
which I also did. And after months and months and months of back and forth, at the very least, they find and cited 441 Nissan, but they, but it's not their job to get you your money back. No. Yeah, it was it. It's just great hearing from you, Victoria, and uh, you're absolutely right. Um, you, you know, unless you let your voice be heard, things are going to remain the same. Uh, so I can't. Uh, we can't thank you enough for uh, bringing uh, this issue to uh, up front and to our audience that's listening. And so, please, please, audience, if you feel that you are someone where you've been violated with by this act, send. Send your information. If just an email and a little brief statement about what happened, send it to Earl so we can get together and get a group of us and we can actually make our voice heard. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Power in numbers. Our voices must be heard. Thank you. Well, Victoria, I hope, yeah. I Thank have, you. I hope you call every week because it's a great reminder to us and to our audience that we need to get we need to gather some proactive people like you to get together and, uh, <coughs> and take the take the uh, uh, bit in their mouth and run with it. And we yeah. will uh, we will certainly uh, try that every week. And thanks for your support. Have a great weekend, Victoria. Thank you. Bye bye. Stay in touch. We're going to go to John in West Palm Beach, and uh, John in Palm City will get right to you. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Uh, I want to say I'm in agreement with, I believe it was Stu, who said if you're having a bad day, stay at home. That was Rick. I teach, <laughs> I teach Rick. high school. Oh, it was Rick. Okay, it was Rick. Um, I teach high school, and I hear I'm sorry all the time. I, I tell the students, I can hear the sincerity in your voice, but hear the sincerity in my voice that, you get a zero, you know, you've earned a zero. You didn't, you know, because you didn't do your homework and they want to apologize for it because they want to use it as an excuse for not taking action for their irresponsibility. You know, whatever it may be, I had to work, whatever. And that sometimes I get parents, you know, say, Hey, how come they didn't get the grade? They said they apologized. Well, you know what? It's, they still haven't earned the grade. Um, you know, and this, uh, and I was going to call last week with the same thing because of something I think Earl had said about, you know, do the action now and apologize for it later. And I am, t- I'm old school. I don't, I do not believe in that. And I don't think Earl believes that either, but no. that's where we've come, you know, do, commit the offense and then apologize for it later. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Just doesn't cut it anymore. And like Rick said, uh, if you're having a bad day, stay at home because there needs to be a, uh, consequences for our irresponsibility. And I'm sorry. Just doesn't cut it. You know, I just, just should, and it shouldn't be accepted. It shouldn't be, there should be, you know, I tell my students, you know, don't come with me an excuse of why you didn't do something because there will be a consequence. Well, there, you know? there's an old story for that, that uh, a fellow says, hands a student a plate and says, throw it on the ground and break it. And he throws it down and it shatters. He says, now say you're sorry to the plate. And the student apologizes. He says, now that's all well and good. But is the plate still broken? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Good point. I'll use that. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky should be a teacher. I am. Yeah, it's true. Very true. A teacher of life. How about an elementary school teacher? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) No, he he teaches us weekly on the radio. I know. Yeah. He's an educator. Yes, he is. Uh, that, that's it. That's all I had to say. Thanks so much, Thank John. You, John. We love hearing from you. Have a great weekend. 
877-960-9960. And ladies, you still have time to give us a call. Uh, and uh, when you're the first two new lady callers, you can win yourself $50. We're going to go to Palm City, where John has been holding. Good morning, John. Welcome. Good morning. Earl mentioned two weeks ago about the cost of bumpers, how they've gone up tremendously because of all the automated equipment, you know, cameras, etc., etc. And I did a little research on bumpers. In 1973, there was a federal legislature uh, act. You have to have an impact of five miles per hour bumper impact with stands so that there's no internal uh, body relation uh, related parts. Mm -hmm. Then that law was changed in 1983 on the 495FR Port 581 to 25 miles per hour. Again, saw faces to deflect and deform car crash impact, but people don't understand something. That act in 1983 does not apply to minivans or SUVs or pickup trucks. So that's an important point that I wanted to say. Hmm. And again, it's soft soft faces to deflect and deform car crash impact. But I wanted to bring that up. Those two laws were passed. It started in 73 and in 1983. I had no idea it didn't apply to the other other types of vehicles. I just assumed it was uh, across the board. 495 FR port 581. That's the law. That's the ID. Well, I'll take your word for it. I don't need to look. Always a great caller, (laughs) John. Yes, informing I us to, i just wanted to bring that up and and again as far as uh list price uh, a 1958 uh, msrp was nothing new that would just came out for the first time and people at that time almost were glad to pay msrp because there were so many games played before that monroney law came in that they really didn't know the price of the car so uh, there was a recession year 58 my father bought a brand new chevy and he was glad to get a few dollars even off on the Chevy from the MSRP because before that, you didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. But yeah. going back to that era again, Volkswagen, and uh, originally when it came out, a deal was given, the franchise free, and if they were caught discounting the Volkswagen as much as a dollar from MSRP, they would lose their franchise. And the same thing happened when Saturn came out. When Saturn came out from General Motors, there was no discounting mm-hmm. on the Saturn, but they played a lot of games because they were able to give way above that people had a trade in. They were able right. to give you a tremendous amount over what the re- basic book value yeah. of your trade in was. Just played with and numbers. That was a success at the beginning. Yeah. So I just thought I'd point that out. You know, I, th- I think, John, you. Uh Maybe you were reading my mind. I don't know. Um, Earl and I are on our way in to do the radio show, and I'm talking about that very topic, Senator Monroney. And uh, it's just an amazing story. I think a lot of people forget who he is, and uh, that's dating pretty far back. Uh, So thank you for bringing up that subject. Best law that was ever passed. And I never thought we'd see in this modern day and age that people would be glad to buy a new car and just pay that price. Yeah, exactly. Okay, John, thanks so much. Right, Stay guys. tuned for that mystery shopping report. I will. And uh, that's from guys. Conley Buick thanks, in uh, Bradenton. <clears throat> uh, we're going to get to the second uh, part two of that series. Yeah, uh, let's thought. go to 
just one thought on that uh, Maroney thing. Just it's, uh, I hadn't thought that until John from Palm City just talked about it. Is prior to 1958, it was the wild, wild west because the car dealers could put any sticker on the car they wanted to. There was no MSRP, so you could have uh, a Chevrolet Nova in, in five different Chevrolet dealerships, and each one have a different a sticker on it with a different price. And uh, nobody thought any difference of it. That's just the way it was. Um, in a way, it was actually uh, more civilized than it is today uh, because at least you could shop around for whatever price they wanted to put on the. So when they came out with the Maroni label, it was by law required to be displayed on all cars, and it gave everybody a point of reference uh, to, uh, to measure the, the, the cost of the car. And I guess for a while it did until the laws were totally ignored, and now there's addendum labels, there's phony Monroni's we call them, where you can make up a Monroni label and put it alongside of the real Monroni label. So it, we went from the wild, wild west before 1958 to even the wilder west in 2022. So it's uh, just a little reflection there. Yeah, on, quite on a history, journey. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Lee, who's been holding in West Palm, or Palm Beach. Good morning, Lee. Okay, guys, good morning. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, my question is on my 2019 Toyota Camry uh, SL. Um, car runs perfect. I changed the oil religiously, but I'm, I've been hearing so many stories about changing my transmission fluid. I haven't changed to get it. I got 124,000. The transmission's running perfect, but I hear sometimes when you change the fluid, the transmission doesn't uh, act the same. Do you tow anything with it? No. Don't worry about it. It's a lifetime fluid. There is no maintenance interval recommended by Toyota. As long as your transmission is operating normally, Keep driving. Don't even you. You don't even need to worry about it. Yeah, no. I absolutely love this car. I bought it with nine thousand. I just do highway miles up and down the county. Oh, even 30 better. Thirty miles, thirty-three on the highway, and it it rides so incredibly beautiful. I can drive five hundred miles today. My back doesn't bother me. I'm a big, big believer in Toyota Camrys. They that's, are awesome cars. Yeah, that's great. And you <laughs> did you say your back doesn't bother you? You know, not the slightest. I could go to Orlando and back. That's amazing. Not that I do that often. Oh. Get out of the car, and it's like I just drove around town. Wow. So. That's quite a statement to make. I have back <laughs> all problems right, all the time. Yes. I listen to the show every Saturday morning when I can, when I'm out making appointments. So thank you very much for taking a call, and have a great day. Thank you, too, Lee. Give us a call again. We're going to go to Michelle, who's holding, and she's calling us from Hollywood. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning, Michelle. Hi. Welcome. Hello. Hi. I'm calling because I have a car, a Toyota Corolla, on order for the end of the month. My salesman, I think his his middle name is Alberto. He's Spanish. But I wanted to make sure. Do I have to um, ask him that I don't want added accessories or de dealer added products, or does he know that? He should know that, but just we don't do any dealer added accessories. But um, 
you can get a vehicle price sheet from him. I mean, the information sheet and make sure there isn't any. Sometimes okay. if they come in on trade, there could be some things on there, but just you tell them exactly what we want and what you want, and that should be no problem. Okay, that's great. That was my main question. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Michelle. Thanks for calling. Uh, as a first-time caller, Michelle, you won yourself $50 this morning. Well, that's a nice thing. Yes, and if you stay on the line, you can give uh, Jeremy in the uh, control center you can give him your information, and uh, he in turn will give it to me, and I'll get that check out to you. Okay, thank you so much. Spread Love the word. with your company. I, I sure will. Thank you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think we have something on uh, YouTube. Actually, i got a couple of them here that I'm going to read all three of these at once because they all seem to uh, kind of work together. Uh, first one is Regina Downing. She says, we ordered a, a RAV4 Prime from your dealership in July, and we're told it would be 8 to 12 months to come in. Today, uh, a chat, I'm guessing a person in a chat, said he put a $50 down payment or deposit to order it, but I was told, or Regina was told, no deposit until the VIN number was available. Please clarify. And... Uh, this one other here mm. was from John Strine. I have my name in Stuart Toyota for a new Venza and was told no deposit was necessary either. Have no clue when the vehicle will be available. Uh, what's the lowdown on deposits, Stu? Um, typically, we ask for a deposit. Um, if there is any kind of uh, pushback, uh, it's okay. We'll do it without a deposit. Um, if there's an issue, to you know, we're not going to get into an argument. We can still order a car. Okay, because that's all that is is just to sort out. You know, some there we do have sometimes have people that will not really order cars and just and we have to make sure that's a, a real order. Yeah, it's, it's possible a person could go and uh, order eleven cars and take the first one that came in. And normal times that'd be bad, and in good times yeah. like this for the dealers, we don't uh, really care. Don't, we don't care. Fill the uh, next we've order. Never, we never. Uh, we all our deposits are totally refundable. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it kind of separates the wheat from the chaff. If someone is buying a you know, forty or $50,000 new vehicle and hesitates to put down uh, a small deposit, you kind of wonder. But uh, if, if, as Stu said, if they really object, we say no problem, especially in today's market. And with the market the way it is today, uh, if, if someone decides they don't want to take their car, there's 25 people standing in line to take that car. Yeah. We, we honor the, the, the buyers today should be more worried about the dealer not selling them the car they ordered instead of having to buy their car they ordered mm -hmm. uh, because every car that's ordered is going to get sold real quick yeah. when it comes in, hopefully to and, the person that ordered in, in it. In the past, there was a real danger of yeah. you know, a car that you didn't want that, that would come in and it would sit there forever, and yeah. that's why, you know, the, the reason for deposits. And this one from Kyle in Pennsylvania. Do Earl and Stu have a prediction on how much MSRPs of 2023 Toyota models might increase? If my Toyota I ordered doesn't arrive until 2023, will the price be MSRP or the original order sheet price? 
It'll, it's going to be MSRP um, at the time. I mean, there is annual um, increases in, in MSRP. They're usually pretty small. Um, a few weeks on the, ago on the show, we talked about there was a mid-year um, MSRP increase, and that was reflective of the inflation that we're feeling. So they were fairly substantial. But usually it's about a uh, 1% increase. So here, here's what, again, what the buying public doesn't understand. Um, that's why the show is here. The MSRP... We talked. We talked about it on this show t- t- uh, t- today, more than normal. You know, it was supposed to be a a guide for the consumer. It's supposed to be a measuring stick. Now, what's happened with MSRP as far as whether there'll be an increase? The manufacturers and the dealers don't rely on MSRP uh, to price the car. Uh, the the MSRP could remain the same for the next 10 years and the manufacturers could increase the price of the car by other means. Uh, packed in the invoice of the car, for example, are a lot of charges. Dealer incentives, the, the intended price by the manufacturers for the retail is much higher today than the increases in the MSRP. Uh, the average dealer incentive today is very low compared to what it used to be before COVID and before the supply and demand situation. Um, it, it used to be that uh, that you didn't have 10 buyers for every car and the dealers didn't charge $5,000 over a sticker. So uh, that's the reason MS, MSRP should be considered. but. Knowing that MSRP is only going to go up a thousand dollars in 2023 is a meaningless statement, because the MSRP could go up a thousand dollars, but the actual price to the buyer could go up ten thousand dollars, and you'd never know about it. Dealer incentives are hidden; you don't know about them. It's a private understanding kickback between the manufacturer and the dealer. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we have Agent Sprinkle has uh, sent us another message. Um, Agent Sprinkle says, thank you for reading our mystery shopping report. Oh, good. Your price was the best that we found. We appreciate the service you provide educating the public on the world of car dealerships and how to save money. By the way, your bagels are great. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know he's legitimate. That's true. So, so <coughs> thank, thank, you. You, thank you, Agent Sprinkle. I, uh, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Yeah. If, if you have any friends out there, um, we welcome mystery shops, uh, you know, in fact, even telephone shops. I'm telephone shopping our dealership now. I hired a, a company uh, that uh, does that professionally, record them. You know, they, if you call from out of the state of Florida, it's legal, and we can record telephone shops. But I love to have the physical shops. Any, any of our customers or friends or listeners to this show that would like to go in and, and mystery shop uh, our dealership, Earl Stewart Toyota in North Palm Beach. Uh, mystery shop it. Uh, you can either call me directly, you can, uh, anonymous feedback, your anonymousfeedback.com, like Agent uh, Sprinkle did, and uh, I'll read it on the air. I mean, to me, it's healthy yeah. being able to. Uh, uh, find out what you do right, what you do wrong. I just hope we can avoid an army of uh, mystery shoppers descending that could interfere with. Uh, so uh, don't. if you're going to do it, do it once a month. 
And organize amongst yourselves. Work it out so you don't show up on the same day. Our floor traffic is very – I mean, our salespeople really don't have a whole lot to do. We don't have a whole lot of salespeople, though. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true, too. (laughs) Anyway, uh, um, yeah, we welcome Mystery Shops, and I'd like you to uh, do some more for us. We appreciate it. Okay, okay. Uh, thanks, Stu. Uh, Rick, if you uh, finished up with you, we're, we're going to go back to, uh, we're going to stay with Stu. Um, okay, let's see. I think I'm, I am actually caught up on text, so. Okay, I, great. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> I think we're going to go to the Mystery Shopping Report, and uh, it's a good time. And uh, that Mystery Shopping Report is uh, from Agent Lightning. Uh, that's uh, Conley Buick GMC. And uh, they're right there in Bradenton. And this is the uh, part two of our series. Back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, you can tell small dealerships are what we call them dueled. And, uh, and they're, uh, that, that means that the population of the market they're in is small enough where normally uh, one franchise name, uh, Buick or GMC or Chevrolet uh, or whatever it might be, isn't big enough. Uh, you wouldn't be able to sell enough cars. So Conley Buick GMC, they sell GMC trucks and Buicks in Bradenton, Florida. Our Earl Stone Cars now brings you part two, as Nancy just said, of our series from the west coast of Florida with Agent Lightning, our female shopper, uh, who has done a great job. Uh, been, how long has she been over this? A couple of years now? Two years. A little over two years. Yeah. Uh, reporting from the disaster zone of this terrible Hurricane Ian, I'm, of course, referring to uh, the blow to the Gulf Coast. It hit, uh, actually, Palm Beach County just declared an emergency also. We had more damage in the southern part of Palm Beach County than we thought, but mainly the west coast, the southwest coast of Florida, was devastated. Uh, Last week, we talked about the thousands of cars and trucks that were inundated by ocean water. I underlined ocean because you you forget, you got a flood car, it's easy to say, but Salt water is just absolutely terrible. If you if you got to buy a flood car, you buy a freshwater flood car. Don't buy salt water flood car. But that, like a Great I'm, Lakes flood. Yeah. Or <laughs> so salt water is terrible. I mean, salt water is bad enough just in the air. The uh, the salt mist uh, can. If you live on the coast of Florida, and you keep your car in a garage or outside, you're even in a garage. It's gonna it's gonna get into the car, and uh, the, the the salt mist. That actually blows in the air, but uh, uh, salt not water. to mention all the stuff that's in the sewers and everything else. Yeah, that's getting mixed in there. Exactly. Oof. So horrible. So that's going to go down in history. I mean, we'll be talking about this years from now because there was such a huge amount of uh, damage to the cars by salt water. Great many of these vehicles will be totaled by insurance companies and will need to be replaced. A lot of these vehicles will wind up in the used car market, some with branded titles and some without. You know, as I just read that, the thought occurred to me, if the insurance company doesn't total the car, you should raise holy hell because um, there should be an argument. Um, Have someone inspect your car if there was... If there was involved in water damage, if there was, if you are aware, if you saw your car with several inches of water, I mean, I, you know, certainly anything up to what the mid door, you're 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 out of business there. You're going to be up to the dash, you're out of business, right? Yeah, the the general rule of thumb that insurance companies used to use, they they may have changed since this, but it used to be if it touched the bottom of the dash. Mm-hmm. 
The car was done. Yeah. So how can you be sure if you saw it, whether it was above the bottom of the dash or not, if you are listening to this show and you have a car that was gotten, gotten wet <laughs> from Hurricane Ian, be real careful. I would, I would actually have my car inspected even if I didn't think it had been submerged just to be sure because you can't, you can't really tell. The true damage isn't to the out, what you can see is to the inside workings, the electronics, the, in, the brakes. The, I mean, there's so many things you can't see that may have been damaged by salt water. So have the car checked out, and then if the inspector, a knowledgeable tech technician, says, you know, I think this car's been underwater to some extent, then you need to stand ground with your insurance company, and if need be, you need to hire an attorney. Not to mention, well, actually, uh, it's in the profession, they call it organic growth, which is mold and mildew Mm -hmm. and the bacteria that grows up in those nooks and crannies and in the padding under the carpet, which can become a very serious health hazard. Yeah, the part you see might be dry, but the part that seeped inside the car you can't see isn't dry. And as, uh, as Rick just said, we're not just worrying about... Uh, you know, uh, damage. We're talking about mold milieu. You know, mold is is actually sometimes uh, a worse problem than mechanical damage. Anyway, that's uh, where am I here? Okay, thousands. Okay, thousands of people on the uh, West Coast. Okay, no, I'm saying a great many of these vehicles will be total. A lot of these vehicles will wind up in the used car market. Some with branded titles and some without. And as we talked about earlier, if you go uh, Google flood cars or Google cars without title, there's a whole industry out there of people that are experts on how to get a title for a car that shouldn't have a title. And there are states that will give you a title to a car that shouldn't have a title. Every state law is different. Thousands of people on the West Coast and Central Florida, and now we found that even Southeast Florida, are currently in desperate need of replacement vehicles. The sudden demand is hitting a new and used vehicle markets at a very unstable time in the car industry. This problem hasn't even begun to get serious, and it will get serious in the coming weeks and months. My column this week in the Hometown News and the Florida Weekly and on the blog or lungcars.com is titled, How to Avoid Buying a Flood Car After the Hurricane Ian Disaster. In the column, I address how these flood cars can make it onto the market looking and smelling clean, even with a clean title. And I mentioned earlier also, Sometimes they smell too clean. Sometimes they were the expert, the the crook took your total car to says make this car look look like new. They'll do it. They can make they can make a flood car look and smell like new, and you're never the wiser, and the buyer's never the wiser. So too clean is one way to know that you need to look deeper into the car. Flood cars are not, however, the target of this week's mystery shopping. Agent Lightning instead paid a visit to Conley Buick GMC in Bradenton. It was a compare-contrast mission with Firkins, F-I-R-K-I-N-S, Chrysler Dodge Jeep that we did last week, being the other object, uh, the other subject. Last week, Firkins Chrysler Dodge Jeep shined in our mystery shopping report. We gave them an A, unheard of, unheard of high score, and uh, for not price gouging on a new plug-in hybrid Jeep Wrangler. You know, Price gouging, I, I get a little bit nervous when people call 
dealers price gougers for charging over sticker and for having uh, addendum labels and, and hidden fees. You know, price gouging, the legal definition of price gouging is taking advantage of a uh, product that you need that gasoline is a, a good example. I mean, it's, it's unconscionable uh, to take, uh, let's say you're paying the uh, Exxon, you're paying them uh, uh, $2.50 a gallon, your gas station, and you charge somebody $5. That's price gouging. <laughs> you're taking advantage of someone that has been, uh, take, you know, someone that needs a car, a car something, you can need it. You might need it for your work. You might need it for your medical care. You need that car, and you can get away with charging far more than the, pri the price you pay. So this is a prime example of the legal definition of price gouging. It's one thing to sell a car for $10,000 over sticker if it's a new car. That's not price gouging. Sounds like it, but legally it's not. A flood car sold for an exorbitant amount is price gouging. So you have not only being unethical and dishonest, you're having, well, not just unethical and immoral, you're also breaking the law. It is price gouging. Um, we gave them an A for not price gouging on a new plug-in hybrid Jeep Wrangler. We're so happy to find an honest dealer on the first shot. I uh, got very emotional when I saw that. Truly, is it was nice to know that we have uh, a good dealer in uh, Conway and the Bradenton. Agent Lightning was riding high on the success of the Perkins mission. Not, uh, Perkins was the honest dealer that got the A, not Conway. Conway is the one we're dropping now. Uh, but apprehension began to build as she approached Conley Buick on the morning of October 6, 2022. Here's a report I speak as if I am Agent Lightning. I walked around the lot for a few minutes hoping to attract the attention of a salesperson. No luck. I went inside and was greeted by a young guy named Eddie. He asked what he could help me with and I told him I was looking for a new car. Eddie apologized for me he was working with someone else, but he'd get someone to help me. He uh, brought Christina over and introduced me to her. Christina asked me to go with her and I followed her to a desk. She began the process of information gathering and entered everything into a computer. I told her I wanted to get a new Encore, and she informed me she had one in the stock. She asked me, if all goes well today, would I be buying? I said, yes, ma'am. Christina was energetic, uh, energetic personality. She jumped up and excitedly suggested we go check on my new car. We walked over to where they stored the keys and headed out to the car. It was a new 2022 Buick Encore GX in Summit White with an MSRP of $30,780. And there was an addendum, uh, Forney and Monroney, we also call them. Uh, Connolly Buick added $1,995 for the Connolly Elite package. It was for one-year paint and fabric protection, a front screen protector, Red Alert Brake Safety System. I have no idea what that is. I know what that is. We, yeah. have, we, have, we have a friend that sells that. It's a... Uh, you hit the brakes and it pulses the brake light fast oh. to get the attention of the person behind you. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really cute. It's questionable whether it's legal in Florida. <laughs> I wonder how much that costs, about a dollar? It's incredibly cheap. Oh, it's incredibly <laughs> cheap. They preload them on the cars. It's, yeah. um, it's yeah. a little, uh, little chip thing that you just put yeah. in, the, in the wiring harness. Yeah. Uh, crystal Fusion, oh, that's got to be uh, 
polyglycoat or <laughs> I guess so. There's already paint and fabric protection and there's crystal uh, blue crystal persuasion. Fuse, yeah. Yeah. And and dorage guards. Uh, so all this is cheap stuff the dealers buy at incredibly surprisingly low prices and, and install them uh, for incre- incredibly low prices and charge you an incredibly insane high price. Uh, Christina covered all the features and I was impressed, especially with the teen safety features, which I didn't know about. And uh, Sue told me that it's uh, something that you can limit the speed limit. Yeah, there was a bunch of features. It was, um, you can uh, limit how loud they can put the, 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 the audio on the radio. They can control that so they can't blare the music. You can keep them from speeding. It's kind of neat. So if you're a teenager, you can ask me because I'm either going to lower the speed or lower the volume. Which would you Which prefer? One? You have to negotiate that with the team. <laughs> <laughs> we went for a test drive. Christina directed me to an old condemned mall's parking lot. Where she, where she said I could go as fast as I wanted and do whatever I wanted. That's that's cool. I think we used to do that at one time. Yeah, we're at the Twin City Mall. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still do. It's uh, yeah. not the Twin City Mall yeah. anymore. I'm going back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I drove I drove around for a while, and, and then we headed back. At Christina's desk, I told her I hated all the back and forth, and she said she hated it too. Then she said, this is how we're going to do this. I'll get the price, and then we'll tell them what we want to pay. I kind of laughed at that when I read that. She commiserates that she hated the back and forth, said, here's how we're going to do it, and then described the back and forth. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but, but you can see where she was she was selling herself to yeah. Agent Lightning. Oh, yeah, she, was, she, she did a better job than our salesperson did. <coughs> she was established. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And here, that's an interesting psychological point. Here we have a salesperson whose purpose in life is to charge as much money as they can get away with, and they're being polite and nice because... They have to be, and they, have they to want to be. their way into a big yeah. commission. And then we have our salesperson and our mystery shopping report that isn't paid on commission. It doesn't make any difference. They get paid the same. They get no paid anyway, so they don't have to be polite. So they weren't. Right. So, so it's, we have uh, a rude sales. I'm just kidding. We have a wonderful sales force. We do. I mean, we we the love best. them. We love them, but they're it's human nature. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm I've, I've been rude. Before. I'd rather have <laughs> a rude person that was not going to screw me than a polite person that was. But I don't want to have to make the choice between those two. Let's try and have both. Let's try not to, yeah. We'll try and have both. Yeah, we'll try. Let's do both, yeah. Nice people. Uh, anyway, so she's on my side. Uh, Christina's on my side as a mystery shopper. and We're going to go get a good price. She left to get the numbers. She was back quickly in a worksheet uh, with a worksheet and new vehicle invoice uh, so she could uh, show me what they paid for it. Uh, now, uh, let, let me stop here, and I, I wrote this down uh, some, somewhere on the invoice. Uh, I don't know if you read this. Or, it was pretty fine. Stu probably could. Oh, I saw it, yeah. Is that, it, what it tells you at the very bottom, okay, she says this is what we paid for it, Yeah. and then at the very bottom, I'll right. read it out because i got it right here. Okay, if you can read it, yeah. I've got so it. I, could, I couldn't read it. So it says the actual invoice amount on this car is $28,540. But then it says at the bottom, invoice does not reflect dealer's ultimate cost, another cha- real cost. It doesn't reflect dealer's real cost because of manufacturer rebates, allowances, incentives, holdback, finance credit, and return to dealer of advertising monies, all of which may apply to the, the, to the vehicle. So um, what they're saying is, as Earl said on the show for many, many years, um, the holdbacks, they amount to thousands of dollars. The real cost of this car is not 28500 um, it's um, 
thousands below that. But listen, it doesn't really matter because they're not working a deal down there. They're way up here on MSRP plus a big package. So I didn't understand why she brought the invoice out to justify a price. Like in the old days when you were trying to justify a low price, you're being, look, I'm, I'm right above my invoice. But they're going over MSRP, and now they're just showing a, a pretty fat markup. But it's still disguising. It's still concealing uh, a lot of the profit, though. Well, it's just it's very few people know that. We talk about it on the show not often enough. Uh, it is pure deception, plain and simple, to tell a customer, this is my invoice. What is, what is an invoice? <laughs> invoice is what you pay for a product. A car dealer invoice is not what they pay for the product. It's total deception. And thousands of dollars are packed into the supposed cost. And that is profit to the dealer. Uh, it's, 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 it's a, what is the word? It's a, it's a joint deception of the manufacturer with the dealer. The, the General Motors, Toyota, Ford, Honda are in a conspiracy with the dealers to trick the customers into thinking this is what they pay for the car. In fairness to Toyota, they do list out most of those charges on their invoice. Yeah. Um, but not all of them. Not all of them. No, they don't. Most of them. And uh, so uh, on, in normal times, uh, and we can speak for our dealership, most of our cars are sold were sold below invoice. So obviously the invoice couldn't be our cost because we sell most of our cars, can sell most of your cars below our true cost. So below invoice and, and, and below cost are two different things. Anyway, we digress a little bit, but that is, um, and Stu said this case here didn't make much difference, but yeah. she brought it out to show. Um, the top line market value selling price was $30,780 MSRP. Then they added the Conley Elite Protection Package for uh, $1,995. Then $653 in taxable fees. Taxable fees is another name for hidden fee. Uh, the fact that they say fee is the giveaway. Fee is to trick you into thinking it's a government fee. It's not. It's profit to the dealer. And here's another fee. Dock fee, dealer dock fee, $799. So there between those two, you've got $1,453 in hidden fees. Then you add that to the $1,995, and you're talking $3,447 in junk fees uh, added to the MSRP, making the real price $34,227. Now, let me say this. Junk fee... Uh, the, the dealer addendum is not as egregious a violation as a hidden fee. The addendum is at least it's on the window. It's, it's for BS, low-cost products that are way overpriced, but at least it's on the window. The hidden fees are not on the window, and the hidden fees are disguised to think that they're not profit. At least you know the addendum is added to the price. You don't think of the junk fees or the hidden fees is being added to the price and that's why they're they're illegal and we talked earlier victoria called about florida statute 501.976 violation of florida law and almost every other law in every other state i said that was more than i wanted to spend i said i haven't factored in all those fees and add-ons christina asked me to tell her 
what the out-the-door number was I wanted to be right right now. I said no more than 34,000. Christina wrote down 34,500 back <laughs> the to bump. the game right, and asked, would I buy it if I could get out, if, if, if you could get me there? Get me there, will you buy it? I said I would need to check with my husband. They hate it when you say that. Uh, she hopped up, said she'd be right back, and she left. She returned a few minutes, pulled the invoice on the desk towards her, and underlined the part that read, friendly Chevy Buick, okay? And said, there was a slight problem, and that was they had already purchased this vehicle. <laughs> so there was really no wiggle room. And that was just such utter horse blank. I just I can't even believe that. Well, She's trying to say they, since they, it was a dealer trade, they got it from friendly Chevy Buick. Or maybe they bought it for a higher price. I, you oh, may, maybe they did, but yeah. then that wasn't indicated or written down on no, the invoice. No. So maybe, maybe that's what the manager said, and Christina didn't understand and didn't convey the information. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but it made no sense. And if you buy the car from the other dealer, sometimes you don't get the whole back or kickbacks. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, in other manufacturers, you do with Toyota, but other manufacturers, you don't yeah. get this. So. Yeah. So uh, there's some credibility to the fact that they would have had more wiggle room. It there. just confused me. Yeah. Uh, but again, she would have never mentioned that had you not tried to negotiate, and that's, that's where we are. Uh, I said thanks and stood up to leave. Christina looked desperate, <laughs> asked me to wait so I could meet her manager. They always want you to meet the manager, except our dealership. They don't care. I was a little, little jab there. Well, I mean, this, this, this true. I mean, they don't. They uh, care. They, well, they, don't, they don't want to pressure. Yeah, well, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they got 200 people lined up to buy cars because they sell them cheaper than anybody else. Uh, he came over anyway before I could say no. And uh, the manager asked me if I would take the car if he got me to 35000 out the door. I said I didn't think so. Oh, uh, we got three minutes. Either that or Nancy's hand hurts. I'm not sure which is it. Give her, give her hand <laughs> massage. <laughs> he suggested Plain another paper, less expensive scissors. vehicle. I said no one left. So... There, they, there we are. We have two Bradenton dealerships. We flunked the one last week. No, no, no. They got an A. I oh, got an A last week. Oh, I'm sorry, right. I'm going backwards. I we got an A last week, and now we have another Bradenton dealer. I equivocated the A last week to a small-town dealer. So now we have two small-town dealers, and this yeah. one seems a little bit different. So different. we'll see what the voters think. All right, let's go to the, let's go to the votes. Anybody on Facebook? Who do we got here? Rick, you look all I'm searching here because I don't see any yet. I've got Joseph Kelleher with an F. <clears throat> Guy Larrabee, sales lady was nice. Nonetheless, all the junk fees are unacceptable. I give him a C minus. Kirk at West by God, Virginia. Connolly Buick GMC 2400 and addendum and junk fees earns you a D minus. Invoice hokey pokey was just silly. Ah, let's see. Tim Gilliland. Can I get a Connolly not-so-elite package? C. Scott Hunter, F, too many fees. Ryan Sedlaco, too many hidden fees, D. Mark Ryan, D. Rocky Blockatiel, D. Wayne Veit, big D. Well, you're getting a lot of votes. That's great. I, I was going to say, your crew is on yeah. money. My guys wow. are slow. All right, they're coming rolling. in now. I love it. It's All right. awesome. We got John Thank and you, Bob. Rick. Jonathan and Bob are coming in. Okay, they, 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 were, they were taking a nap. Uh, <laughs> Bob gives him a D uh, for Connolly. And Jonathan Wellington, he has nothing to say other than D. Um, I'm not as going to be as harsh. I'm, I'm C minus. It seems to me like it's a an average shop, but with a little extra things that bother me, like the invoice thing and all that. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Uh, D minus. No. I agree. I, 
I almost want to fail them. You know, the contrast is so great, I want to fail them, but uh, it's just contrast. Well, we can grade on a, a West Coast curve. It, it's yeah. the old school games. I'm, I'm calling it a D as well. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give them an F. Uh, you know me and fees. Uh, also, don't forget to read Earl's uh, column, How to Avoid buying a flood car after the hur- after hurricane if you're Ian a car, disaster. read that column read that yeah, column really important and as uh, victoria called in and, and shared with us uh, don't forget www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com thank you so much for joining us this morning we so appreciate your company have a wonderful weekend we'll see you right back here next saturday morning 8 a.m